Boys, what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Mine is. No. Mine is damn. Because it means so many different things. Damn can be, oh, I stubbed my toe. Damn. Or it can be like, see, a beautiful looking girl down the street. It's like, damn. <laughs> it can mean so many different things. What's your favorite curse word? I think I have to go with shit just because I probably say it the most. And if you've listened to this <laughs> podcast, I use it to describe a bunch of shit just like that right there. I probably, it's common, but I can, yeah, I also, it's not always negative, right? It's just true. A describer of some stuff, some good or bad stuff. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, we got a bunch of shit going on. That doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> it could be good stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be that one. I don't know. You didn't expect know. that cold open, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, I feel like the your favorite curse word has to be one that you, it can't be the one, like it can't be by volume. Like you use this curse word the most. Because if you use it the most, that probably takes away like the luster of the curse word. I, I don't know if this is considered a curse word, but I love I and it's reserved for special times. I love calling people jagoffs. <laughs> I love I love that. I love that because like there's so many ways you can describe a person that like yeah you just don't like. But that is unique. It hits people, you know. Like at, when you call someone a jagoff the people around you have a reaction to that. And the person that you say it to has a reaction because it's not the most common, you know, where if you, you know, if you, you call someone like, like use dance word, like, ah, you shithead. Like, you know, we've heard that everybody, people say that all the time. Um, I don't know why that, that one came to mind for me. You, you made some good points. I'm actually going to change mine based on that. Something that's a little bit more unique. It's used more in an angry sense, but I suppose that could still make it my favorite. I like calling people ass wipe. <laughs> <laughs> It happens in traffic every once in a while. That's usually when I use that. So well, you kind of convinced me to switch my mind, my thinking there, Chris. I'm going to go ask why. That's, that's a great one. People don't say that one a lot. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah, like what went into my thinking was words that, curse words that can be used in several different ways. Like they can be used when you're really mad, but they can also be used when you're very happy and just in between. And like, mm -hmm. you know, there's just, there are so, cause you know, when you're watching TV, they, they blurt out, you know, they, they blurt out so many words, but I'm like, sometimes when the word is used in a very nice way, I don't think it should be blurted out. That's fair. That's kind of goes back to Dan saying like, Oh, we got shit to do today. Like there's nothing wrong. You didn't, you're not, that's not like defaming anybody. Like it's okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's packed to shit in this place. We're leaving in yeah, five minutes. Right. <laughs> Dude, that shit was crazy. Like, all yes. oh, good right there. That's always good. Exactly. <laughs> you should be able that. to watch TV and say and hear somebody say that. It's like, man, right. this shit was crazy. No one's mad about that. <laughs> like, it's your problem. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. I'm for it. 
Well, let us know what your favorite curse word is, uh, Brunch Breakdown listeners, and let's get the show started. It's Dini out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. It is the Brunch Breakdown podcast. And today on the show, we've got a lot to get to. We got a really cool song contest that we're going to tell you all about here in a second. We've got the best cities for nightlife, and you will be shocked who is in the top five. Um, And we've got some brunch court leftovers from last week that we're super excited about and what we're listening to. But Dan, get us started. Let everybody know how they can find the brunch breakdown, which is now in another place. (laughs) (laughs) The brunch breakdown is, it is, it's everywhere. It's everywhere that you can listen to and find podcasts literally apple Podcasts, spotify google soundcloud stitcher iHeartRadio. every thursday new episodes coming your way first thing in the morning ready for you hit follow hit subscribe so you have those episodes coming to your mobile device your tablet wherever you listen those episodes will come directly to you just hit follow or subscribe full video episodes also available every thursday morning Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific is when those premiere uh, on our Facebook page and our YouTube page, both at the same time there. So you can find those and they're available on demand anytime after that that you'd like to watch as well. And of course, speaking of Facebook, we're everywhere on social media simply by searching at Brunch Breakdown, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, literally everywhere. Find our videos, find our clips just by searching Brunch Breakdown. And then, of course, we give you what we're listening to every week, and we put that in a playlist curated just for you. Simply search Sounds of Brunch on Spotify. That's updated every Friday for your listening pleasure. Beautiful, Dan. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service. Of course. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> well, let's get into Bruise Day. Let's crack some open. Chris, what are you sipping on this week for Bruise Day? Yes, sir. My beer for today, for this week, is thanks to my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, who made the trip down from Wisconsin uh, late last week. They, Before they left, they stopped by my favorite brewery. Uh, spoiler alert, when we do, I don't know if it's going to be brew, brewery of the year or beer of the year from in the brunchies. Um, you're going to hear about raised grain brewing in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay. Turns out they have an Oktoberfest because what good brewery uh, doesn't nowadays. And that's what I'm sipping on today. Um, it's malty. Tastes, tastes like fall. I think it's enjoyable. Uh, Didi hates fall. That makes it even more enjoyable. I don't know. Like I said last week, I don't know how to rate Oktoberfest other than like, it's malty. It's a lager. I like it. Tastes like fall. And uh, you know what? It, it hits all of those notes this week. So cheers. Tastes like fall. Just never has a good taste in my mouth. I don't know. I'm just like, what is that? T-? You've said that two weeks in a row. I'm like, does it taste like leaves? Does it taste like dirt? I don't know what it tastes like. I don't know. It it's, like? it's hitting a little bit better today, though, because it's actually like in the 60s here. Whereas opposed to the previous couple of weeks when I was doing Oktoberfest when it was 80 degrees and humid, just didn't have the same cachet. So feeling a little bit better this week at Bruce Day. Dude, first day uh, at my daughter's been going to preschool since April. And this is the first day I walked in. They're like, chip a jacket. It's kind of cold. I was like, <laughs> this sucks. All right. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into Bruise Day. Uh, got another one from our friends at Energy City Brewing in place in uh, Illinois that I can't pronounce. 
Ithaca, Ithaca something. I don't know, something like that. But anyways, uh, we got Crimson Guava Sorbet IPA. Pink guava, and you know I love my blood orange. It's all up in here, too, and I haven't had this yet, guys. So guess what? If I can open up this tab, which I'm struggling with right now, we're going to try it out live on the Brunch Breakdown. Here we go. Oh, I love it. Let's see. What's that color looking like there? Let's see. Oh, man. Ooh. That's what we're looking at. Oh, yeah. That looks like sorbet. Oh yeah, an orangish, pinkish hue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sorbet all day. Man, let's go. This is. You mentioned beer of the year. Put this on the watch list right here. Frenchie's watch. I may list. like this more than the one I liked last week, which I didn't think was possible. And yeah, Crimson Guava Sorbet IPA. Our friends at Energy City Brewing in Illinois. Yeah, shouts to you guys. I don't know which way your in-laws travel, but, um, and I don't really know where states are. We've gone through this before, but if they have to go through <laughs> Illinois, uh, I need you, I need them to stop it and, and bring you some. Yeah. Hold, hold on a second here. I know you don't know how to pronounce it, but can you spell the town in Illinois for me? All right. Let's see. We're dang it. It's covered up again. Oh, here we go. Itasca. I-T-A-S-C-A. And I don't know if that's how you say it. I-T-A-S-C-A. Illinois. Itasca, Illinois. All right. I'll look that up while Dan does his uh, beer. Okay. Yeah, Dan, do. what are you sipping on, sir? Yeah. Please look that up because I think I did some, I picked a couple of those beers on Untapped and you can find out where that closest location is. And the maximum radius is 100 miles and I got nothing. So any route along the way, Chris, would be wonderful. Or anybody listening around the country, send some of that good stuff this way. Uh, for me this week, I took a little bit of a left turn because it's been a bit of a wild week for me so far. So I need something a little heavier <laughs> and I almost went for the liquor bottle, but, um, uh, saving that Halloween party in a couple of weeks. So I had to get something that I know that I would enjoy that would hit home really good. I don't know if I've actually featured this on the brunch breakdown before I may have, but it was probably, in the neighborhood of well over a year ago. This is from a brewery that Chris and I have both shared a number of times on the podcast on Brews Day here from Hitchhiker Brewing Company. And this is the Jelly Debate, which is an imperial stout with peanut butter and raspberry jelly. So yes, it basically PB&J beer. They couldn't be any more discreet about it with the big picture of the PB&J on the label. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. This beer is so damn good. If you like peanut butter and jelly and you don't like beer, I can almost guarantee you would enjoy this. It is liquid peanut butter and jelly in a can. You get this roastiness from the peanuts and the peanut butter, and you get that perfect sweetness, a little bit of tartness, a little bit of sweetness from the raspberry jelly. Somehow they have managed to balance these things absolutely perfectly because it would be very easy, especially in a stout for something like a peanut butter to kind of overwhelm and be the prominent flavor there. And just kind of like a hint of raspberry or jelly or something like that. This is so well balanced, so perfectly done. And it's amazing. I love this beer. Quick sidebar. I'm sure you guys heard the 
um, conversation on Sunday night football a couple weeks ago about how some of the players and it was at the Raiders and chargers. They was a lightning delay and they were having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And they were debating that the ratio was bad, that it was like, it was like, um, closer to 50, 50 peanut butter jelly, but it should have been more like 70, 30 peanut butter to jelly. So I'm curious as I sit here and enjoy this first and second and third sip, gentlemen, quick sidebar. What's the perfect ratio for peanut butter and jelly in terms of peanut butter to jelly? I've never thought about that. I make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single morning <laughs> to play at my daughter's lunch. I have to do it every morning. I've not thought about this. I think there's more, there's definitely more peanut butter on there. Mm-hmm. Jelly's harder to stay on the, on the knife. Peanut butter stays. You get more on there. I don't know what I'm going to pay attention to this when I do this tomorrow morning. Though. Yeah, definitely do. So this is really interesting. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this topic might just derail the entire episode. Right. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I need to call Siobhan in here. She's a peanut butter and jelly expert. I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot of different ways you can slice this. So, yeah. uh, you, you know, you first have to look at the consistency of the two, right? Because jelly just by nature has more volume because it has to, whereas peanut butter is kind of more of like a paste, right? Okay. So are we talking like we're, we're, we're talking physical, physically how much, which one has more, more on the sandwich. Yeah. Like for example, if you look at this can, it looks like just on this picture alone, we're probably sitting around 65, 45 jelly to peanut butter. 80, it just appears that way, right? It's pretty heavy <laughs> on the jelly. Uh, I'd say this isn't typically what you'd see, but I'll give them a pass because it's a, it's a graphic. It's probably not an actual photo. So yes, Chris, please continue. Yeah. So I think like when I make a peanut butter and jelly, I'm getting more calories from peanut butter. But at the end of the day, what I'm, by volume, peanut butter by volume. What is it like ABV on your beer? But peanut butter PBV. Um, I'm I'm going more jelly. I, I 100% am doing doing more jelly than peanut butter. Yeah, I'm probably more in like the 60, 40, 65, 35 camp. Wow. See, I think you're in the minority there because I this broke out into a internet discussion after that game because the players were complaining that there was too much jelly on their PB&J sandwiches. I'm more with DD. I think I'm like, I think I'm 65, 35 or 60, 40 peanut butter heavy to jelly just because jelly is just a little too messy, right? And I think that if you have more peanut butter, it kind of confines it within the sandwich. You can see on this label, it's kind of it's kind of like molasses just spilling out of your mouth. It's like too much of that. Jelly's too messy. Peanut butter's not going anywhere. It's not dripping, right? Um, jelly's like sappy. Like it's just you. You don't want that. You gotta. You gotta keep it balanced. You gotta. You gotta keep it in there and part of the sandwich. And the the peanut butter is the glue, and you need a little bit extra glue. See, I say embrace the mess. I like the mess because you have some mm. of the jelly fall out onto the plate. And then with your last few bites, you got, you know, the corners on either end, you get, you can dip it. You can dip it and swipe up that jelly and add it back into the sandwich. See, that's a big thing to do with that too. If you don't care about the mess, 
then you're probably loading up on that jelly. One of the reasons why I don't load up on the jelly is I don't want the mess. Mm. I'm trying to keep it, trying to keep it clean, trying to keep it confined there. I right. get I, I get sloppy over here. Get and sloppy. <laughs> for that reason, I coat the corners in peanut butter and keep the jelly away. You gotta sit, you stay in, stay inside, stay inside the fence. Dan, like because of that right there. You know, like when you go, like if you have like you have to patch up some holes from like nails in your wall, you spackle it. Dan like uses yep. the spackle thing on his PB and J. That's how he on the PB and J. Yeah, right around nice. the edges of it. Yeah, and then I just Bob Ross and paintbrush the rest of that jelly on there. Just pretty little jelly right over here. Pretty little bird. That's that's PB and J magic. That's art right there. It takes Dan an hour to make a PB and J. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this beer is wonderful so beer so are PB&Js. <laughs> beer. oh yeah. yeah that's right beer the beer is wonderful so are pb and j's <laughs> i absolutely absolutely love and cherish this beer so i'll be enjoying this with you boys here today well cheers gentlemen cheers, cheers to bruce day cheers <laughs> dd we look forward to your pb and j report next week dude i can't wait actually i'm really excited to do this this is I- I have become a peanut butter and jelly master over the past, you know, six months. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've talked many, 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 many times on this podcast about like, what's that idea that's going to let us retire tomorrow? Okay. Mm -hmm. TM. TM before I say any of this, but like, should, should there be a peanut butter and jelly spackle kit? (laughs) Should there be like, the bet like a kit that sets you up to create the perfect pb and j with the perfect ratio of peanut butter and jelly so that you get it right every single time does that exist i don't think well maybe maybe we need to do some haven't seen it research haven't seen it but it's possible it's that that's i like this idea i like this idea a lot yeah. So we'll cut we'll cut this out of the episode then. Yeah, seriously. Edit. <laughs> yeah. Edit. Edit this out. Wow. I yeah. I want to know if this exists. This is good. And before we continue, Didi, I'm going back to the expert here. When you're cutting your daughter who is celebrating a birthday today, by the way. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Yes. Three. Happy birthday. Wow. Um, how are you cutting that sando? Right down the middle 50-50, or are you going corner to corner? Well, okay, so she's three. She just turned three. It's complicated. So <laughs> I cut it in fours. So okay. I got to cut it in fours. Four corners. So it's like, yeah, we yeah. go four corners because, you know, easier yeah, to, you three. know, yeah, she's three. You know, it's easier for her to handle the corner. She can eat it without getting right. it all over the place. Which is why it's even more important for you to put less jelly on there because you've got more openings right in the middle, right where those two meet, right in that. <laughs> Splurge line, oh, jelly geez. mess. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I can't wait. Unless, unless he had the perfect PB and J kit. Right. <laughs> then he could spackle that son of a bitch up and right up in there. Yeah. Oh this my gosh. What a topic. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm glad I could, picked this beer today. <laughs> this is good. I'm very excited about tomorrow morning when I'm making this. I'm going to really be paying attention to this tomorrow at like seven in the morning when I'm making the sandwich. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get random topics off our chest. And uh, I'm going to go first, guys. And you, Chris alluded to this earlier when talking about the taste of fall. I really want to know, guys, why do people go to pumpkin patches? That's all I want to know. Why do you go to them? 
they look so gross. They are so gross. It's not like I haven't been to them, but I don't go to them anymore. That is something that my wife, she does. She picks a friend or her family's in town. They go, they do the fall things. I, you know, I stay back because I am not fun. I'm not a fun person at these things. You know what I mean? I'd go if I had to put on a smile, but when I don't have to, it's better for everybody. Pumpkins are gross. They're dirty. The ground is gross. It's dirty. I don't understand. And here, when we do, where people do pumpkin patches, it's usually just like in a parking lot for the most part, because I don't know, they're just not going to be doing it in some farm. And if they do, it, it's just, you're going out of your way to do some dirty stuff. And at home, it's different because there's a lot more you know, outdoorsy type shit. And I just don't understand why anybody wants to go do that when it's like 50 degrees outside, you go bundle yourself up, you bundle your kids up and you just go do dirty stuff. I don't get it. Pumpkin patches. I don't understand the, none of it looks good. Regardless how good of a picture is you post, you post of your kid. It doesn't look like fun. And you posting a picture in front of a car. It doesn't look like fun. None of it does. Pumpkin patches are gross. I don't understand them. Please help me understand them. Well, we've been to two of them so far this fall. <laughs> <laughs> and um, neither of them were like, well, I suppose, yeah, it probably depends on like what, what you're going to. Both of ours were at farms. One of the farms is like, the bougiest farm you can go to. So there were like, we weren't even the pumpkins were like in a display. Like they, it wasn't even, you weren't even walking on grass to get to the pumpkins. Um, and the other one was more of like a legit farm, but they had it set up that like, you weren't, I mean, you weren't hiking through the crops to get to the pumpkins. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were just like there. And there was other stuff going on. Like they had horse rides. They had, uh, they had um, facts about different vegetables that we read. It was very interesting. 42 cherries is a pound. Did you know that? Now you do. You're welcome. Not helping. Um, I don't know. It's not for us. It's for the kids, right? It's not for us. No, because I went to one last weekend uh, and I have no kids. Um <laughs> So here's here's uh, here's my take. Yes, we went to one, and Chris, it may have been one of the farms that you attended. And so they have two options: they have the mass selection of pumpkins for you to pre-picked for you to choose from, or you take the hay ride all the way up the hill to the actual pumpkin patch where you can DIY pick your own pumpkin straight from the patch and do it that way too. I think people like the idea of choosing their own pumpkin from a closer place of origin rather than digging through the bins at the grocery store where they're probably finding some sloppy seconds in some moldy and some wet and not great pumpkins there. They want something that seems like, okay, this is a good pumpkin. This is going to last a while. I want to choose the best one to carve from and I want to choose out of a hundred or 3000 versus 20 sitting here at the grocery store in the bin. That's why I think people like to do that. And I also found out recently they're more expensive at pumpkin patches too. Oh yeah. It's a good stuff. It's a good stuff. I, it's a pumpkin. Go to target, get a pumpkin. <sighs> I don't listen. It's not my thing. I don't understand. I just don't, but Is, I like 
is the goal to you go do you go specifically to a pumpkin patch to buy pumpkins because i feel like most of the time we go we, we don't even buy pumpkins we're just like did you go to two pumpkin patches and not buy any pumpkins well no and one of them we did and okay. one of them we did but the other one we went like so you part, went of the, part, part of the reason we went was to like get our daughter out in humanity because she's a COVID baby and is not used to like, she, I don't know. I don't think she knows like that. Like there's lots of other people. So these are op- opportunities for us to show Good. her the, the world. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, but th- yeah, I'd like, if I had a choice, would I stay home and watch football? Yeah, of course. But it's for the kids, you know, I don't know. Put some All boots right. on, put some boots on. Get dusty. Just a light jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Anyways, you guys, pick. Who's going next? Get it off your chest. Go ahead, Dan. Um, guys, do you miss, miss movie theaters? Going to movie theaters? When was the last time you went to a movie theater? Oh, my God. I went in July. Actually. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. When I went in July. Fast and the Furious. Fast and Furious. <laughs> um... <laughs> Do you miss? What are the last nine movies you've seen in a movie theater? Do they all start with Fast and Furious? (laughs) Dude, okay, that's really funny because I know them off. I know some of them offhand, not nine, but I definitely know that the I went in July, Fast and Furious. I went January of 2020. I went to see Bad Boys three, whatever it was, or four, whichever one they've got. The other one was Hobbs and Shaw, which is a Fast and Furious, uh, like you know, whatever offshoot. And then the one before that was Fast and Furious. That's an amazing list. I'm glad you're able to let you know why I miss theaters, but go on. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've been to a movie theater too, right? It's probably been two and a half years, something like that. But recently there is a national campaign going around a TV commercial campaign from AMC theaters. They spent $25 million on this campaign and it features Nicole Kidman selling the ideas that we make movies better at movie theaters. And the idea of a commercial for a movie theater just is the weirdest thing to me. I don't think I've ever, ever seen that before in my life. And it's, it's kind of a good commercial. Uh, it might be Nicole Kidman's best work. I don't know. <laughs> just saying. Pretty convincing. Typically not a fan of hers, but after it was over, I go, Wow. So that was a good reaction from me, but it's the most weird thing to see. We all know movie theaters suffered during and still are during the pandemic, right? And now a lot of places have shifted to where you can rent the movie on demand if you don't want to go to the theater, right? And there's been some legal battles over some studios and things like that, allowing movie theaters uh, or people or streaming services on demand to continue to do that. But as like for me that I don't go to movie theater that often, maybe twice a year, honestly, but I don't think I want them to go away. And I don't think we can have that. I think I support this ad campaign. Um, some people were a little butthurt. That was a little too early. Maybe. And there's still a pandemic on people shouldn't be going in indoor theaters and things like that. But uh, these major corporations are like on the, on their deathbeds. And they're trying to save their company. So I don't really blame them for that. So I think I want movie theaters to 
survive. And I like the idea of going to movie theaters for like the big movies that I want to see. DD obviously has, has his selection of certain movies he wants to see in the theater. And I think I like that too. Um, even though I don't go to a ton of them, would it be easier just to watch a movie from my home and pay for it on demand and whatever? Yes, absolutely. And sometimes I prefer to do that, but it's a chance to get out. You do dinner and a movie. The dinner and the movie date cannot die. There is a younger generations that need to go through that when you're a teenager and you run out of options after going to the mall, you can do dinner in a movie or whatever combination of that. So save the movie theaters, go see a movie and go support our good friend, Nicole Kidman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You normally, the only place you see uh, commercials about movie theaters is at the movie theater. Right. (laughs) Before the movie, you've already purchased it, but you're seeing it there. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, come to this place that you're already at. Okay. Um, I, I don't think I have been to a movie since my wife and I started dating, which has been, I don't know, like six years. It's been a long time. I don't really like movie theaters, but with that said, I do think that there is something special about the movie theater experience of going to see a movie you know, the lights go down, the woo, you know, the sound comes in and then you have all the previews and stuff. like. I don't know. It's a fun experience. Um, so I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, th- I would like to see movie theaters survive all of this. I don't know when I'm going back. I don't know if I'm going to help at all, but I would like to see them survive. You'd like the option. <laughs> yeah. It's just the fact that it's there, you know? Yeah. I like uh, that it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I um, I love going to movie theaters, but it's the same. But it's got to be a, a specific type of movie. I love the fact that now we have this option that I don't have to go see those. You know, those like string of romantic movies that come out in like February and March that like we used to have to go to the movie theater to see. Mm-hmm. Now they're at your house. Those movies at your house are better at your house, and I will pay twenty bucks for me to watch those at my house because there's no reason for me to go to movie theater to see them. But like. I don't want to watch Fast and Furious at my house. That's not, it's not the same. The Mm -hmm. lights aren't the same. Like I go see these movies in 4DX, which if they haven't come to your city yet, they will be there sometime soon. The seats, it's literally like you're riding the Star Wars ride at Disney World. It's incredible. The seats move, water hits you, any punches you get felt in the back. It's incredible. It's literally the most amazing thing in the world, right? And I will, I go see movies for that reason. And I feel like those movies, like those big action blockbuster movies are meant to be seen in movie theaters. But like a lot of these movies, especially like the Oscar movie type movies, I don't need to see those in a movie theater. Like not one (laughs) bit. Do I need to go see those in a movie theater? Like there's this, um, Will Smith is playing uh, Serena and Venus Williams' dad in this movie coming out. It's going to come straight to our TVs, guys. I don't need to see that in movie theater. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm super excited that I can watch this movie for however much, 20 bucks or something, just right on my TV. So, you know, I want movie theaters to stay, but only for movies I like. Yeah, I like the option. I don't think the yeah. the ability for something to go on demand and be able to watch, stream it from your house, pay a little bit more from it. I, I, I love that too. But like, can you imagine if Titanic came out and people were just watching it in their homes? <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't do well. <laughs> that wouldn't do as well. And yeah, action movies, movies with a lot of sound and, and things like, like Apollo 13 and these huge movies just 
mm, not quite the same. So save the movie theaters for the good movies, I guess. Help <laughs> the Nicole Kidman. Save Nicole Kidman. Yeah, save Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Help a girl out. <laughs> Chris, get it off your chest. Uh, okay, so when how do I want to start this? Like they always, people always say you're going to grow out of certain things as you get older. And there's one thing I've realized that I don't think I'm ever going to grow out of. And I feel like you two might be right there with me. And I just, I want to know if, if, if I can confirm that to make me feel better or not even, I don't feel bad about this, but just to make me like not feel like a weirdo sometimes oh, the anticipation is wild right now i, know, I can't like, wait I don't for you to say what it is what's coming out <laughs> <laughs> can i tease this anymore can i tease right. this any um i don't think i'm ever gonna grow out of like playing loud music and singing out loud in public when i love a song i came to this realization like as we're getting to the end of another summer of yard work and like when I, when a song comes on that I like and I'm mowing the lawn, I'm singing that song out loud. If the right song comes on when I'm going to pick up my daughter from daycare, like the windows are going down and I'm turning the volume up like because I love that song. And like when you're a teenager, they say like that's a teenager thing and you'll grow out of it one day. You're not going to do that. Like you're not going to act like that. But I'm I don't think I'm ever growing out of it. Like, I think I'm going to be 70 and I'm still going to be doing this because like, I just love music and my neighbors probably think I'm really weird. They probably think I have a terrible voice, but I just don't care. And if like the right song comes on and I'm pushing with two hands and there's a drum fill, I'm taking one hand off and I'm like pretending to do the drum fill with one hand while I continue to mow the lawn. Like, I just, I can't, I can't not do that. And I think I'm going to do that forever. Um, you guys are music lovers. So I'm curious if you're still in this phase, like I am. You're hundred percent correct. I am never growing out of that at all. The one thing I have grown out of that has made me be like, you know what? You've matured a little bit is driving through a neighborhood with my, at night with my music blasting. <laughs> That's something that now I understand how big of an asshole I was when I was like, in my teen and college years going through neighborhoods, I would turn my music up on purpose because I knew it made people mad. Now I'm just like, that was just a real big asshole move. I've grown <laughs> out of that. But everything you're saying, Chris, 100%. I'm never, I'm never growing out of that. That's no phase for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you both on that one, 100%. Even in mid-30s, that doesn't seem like it's going away any anywhere anytime soon. And I don't see how how it would stop right even with you know as your guys's kids get older and i have kids and you know they're in the car and they need to listen to the, they're gonna want to listen to their music not all the time um and when my song comes on when no one's in the car it's still gonna be blasted all the way and i'm rocking out to it i just i i'm with you a hundred percent i don't foresee outgrowing that that's just in, entrenched in in the blood and be you know in the in the hotel or in the hotel in the in the hospital at 80 some years old something will come on over oh, the speakers will have the the earbuds in and i'll be blasted until the heart stops going <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you for helping me feel a little bit more normal uh, to anybody in my neighborhood. If you listen to this podcast, you know, we're coming to the end of uh, Chris Gates concert season, but it will start up again next spring when the grass starts growing. <laughs> and you think you, your neighbors think you look weird now. Wait till, because uh, Olivia is going to have her own music here coming in this year. That's something that you're going to like realize that like you're playing music in the car and all of a sudden someone in the back seat one day comes out of nowhere is like screaming, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. I want to hear Paw Patrol. And then you have to play it. Then when you're cutting grass, that playlist all of a sudden randomly shows up and you're jamming to the Paw Patrol soundtrack oh, while yeah. you are cutting grass. Then your Here's neighbors will think you're weird. Here's a question for two professional fathers like yourselves. How long do you think you could get away with convincing your kids that only certain sounds and music are available in the car? And that's just not one of them. Yeah, you can hear it at home. You can hear it on a fun, a little, a little one of these or whatever. But that just can't work in the car. And you have to listen to to dad's music in the car. How long could you get away with that? Could you? Doesn't work. <laughs> Letting you know, it doesn't work. I can tried try. It. I've tried everything. It doesn't work. I can try it. I can try. I mean, my daughter already knows that music comes from the phone uh, because she plays. She's. 14 months old and she she plays the space jam soundtrack on spotify like she knows she knows what's going on. i think kids are they're like already too technically tech technology savvy to get fooled but i'll try oh. yeah where's a shot you might you maybe buy a year right yeah so maybe <laughs> it's just sliding in music that you like in between those things keeps you sane but like, that's really all you can do. Like my, my daughter loves Industry Baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, loves it. Like loves that song. But like that's, in, that's after like listening to the Fancy Nancy soundtrack for an hour on repeat. Then you can throw something else in. And she's like, ah, like, this is cool, dad. We're like the first generation of parents that have to deal with this though, right? Like when we were kids, our, we couldn't tell our parents what we like a specific thing we wanted to hear. It was the radio. And often we didn't even get a say, right? But it was just the radio. That yeah. was it. It was like, I don't like this song. Then you can turn it off, but you don't get to hear what you want to hear when you want to hear it. So yeah, strange world right now. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't just tell your parents to go play a song that was on a cassette and they have to rewind it, then yeah, fast right. forward, then rewind, <laughs> then fast forward, then the tape pops, and they return it. Man, so it's a whole different world. Yikes. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the main menu, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Chris, let's get this going. Uh, you brought this to, did you bring this to our attention or to Dan? One of you two did. Uh, it was it was, it was me, you. but it was courtesy of good friend and listener of the program, Tyler actually shared this and thought this has brunch breakdown written all over it and he was right well uh it is pretty awesome you enter a contest where you choose five songs for a party whoever gets the most people to dance wins 10 billion <laughs> why do people only offer 1 million in imaginary contests here's here's the catch you don't know anything about the party goers race age whatever and uh what are your five songs so five songs to get the most people to dance you win 10 billion of brunch I, breakdown bucks. I, I love how the, the the tweet, and I forget mm -hmm. exactly uh, who it's from, uh, Michael Harriet. Uh, but I, I love how he, uh, he adds that in there. Yeah. 
10 billion. Why do people only offer 1 million for imaginary <laughs> contest? Like you said, uh, that's so good, but yeah, not knowing anything about these people, race, age, gender, whatever. So you have to think wide here, right? Yeah. What's going to get the most people on the dance floor for these five combined song playlists. So I'm very fascinated to know what you, what you guys came up with here because there's, you get the whole catalog in front of you. Um, but some are going to work better than others. This was so hard for me because I don't think about what other people care to listen to ever. Right. <laughs> so it's very hard for me to be inclusive. That's why I don't like when people are like, oh, do you tell me what song to play? I'm like, yeah, just play what you want. Like, oh, yeah. That's not going to be the song you want. It's not what you want. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of landed on like when I've been at parties what song like what what songs have i heard a lot and i've heard a lot of people singing to them and that would probably apply well for this i will say i know that the tweet says you don't know anything about like the age or or you know whatever of the party goers um i did go into this assuming that like if i'm going to be at that party that i'm not that there are not going to be super old people at that party that is one thing that I assumed. I assumed that like the Ooh, ages of this risky. party okay. are between 21 and like 45. Because why the hell would I be at that party otherwise? You know what I mean? Because you're, you're offered $10 billion. Uh, yeah, I mean. You're the DJ. Okay, well then, I mean, <laughs> if I end up at a retirement home, this list is not going to go over This is not good. <laughs> All right, so this will be interesting. <laughs> No Frank Sinatra on Chris's playlist. No, sorry, no. Nope. <laughs> uh, Dan, you go. Go get us started. All right, you want me to run down my five, or are we gonna go one? You want me to go one at a time? You go, go five. We'll go. We'll do the whole list. I'll give you my five. Um, so, yes, I did kind of use Chris's demographic there as the the base. But with the kind of some of those layers too, thinking that, yeah, there could be young people here. There could be really old people here. So I tried to keep it a little bit in flux with not knowing anything about these people. Right. So first song, no brainer, Timber, Pitbull and Kesha. <laughs> How can you not get up and dance to that song, regardless of your age? Timber by Pitbull and Kesha, a no brainer. Um, another one that I went with is Rihanna and Calvin Harris with an absolute classic. We found love. I mean, that kind of started the whole EDM era. I feel like that song is so monumental with that and anybody can really dance to it. Um, now I kind of skew away from that target a little bit. Give me the Cupid shuffle. Old people love it. Young people will do it if other people are doing it. <laughs> um, Easy to learn. So give me the Cupid Shuffle on this one as well. For my final two, I went with a man who just literally pumps out hits and half of them are dance songs and extremely popular. If you if you say ya ya ding dong, I'm stopping the recording. <laughs> yeah, it's done. If you say Will Ferrell, if that's the next <laughs> word that comes out of your I mouth, swear we're to God. done here. It's unfortunately not. I kind of wish I would have thought about that. No, but uh, Bruno Mars, 24K Magic. And I feel like, again, that's one that 
a lot of people know because they've heard it literally everywhere, doctor's office, grocery store, weddings, everywhere. And I think you can get a lot of people up for that one. And last but certainly not least, Dancing Queen by ABBA. An absolute jam, an absolute classic. Again, you're still getting young and old people along for that song, the whole demographic. So Timber, Cupid Shuffle, 24K Magic, We Found Love, and Dancing Queen are my five. That's a solid five. Yeah. I thought I like about that. I thought about like a Cupid Shuffle or Electric Slide or something like that because those tend to get people out on the dance floor. Those mm-hmm. are uh, yeah, that's smart. That's a smart choice. Yeah, thank you. I like that. Thank you. All right. Who's All right. Next? I will go next. So I tried to think about as many people as possible here. I tried. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Usher, yeah. That beginning of that song gets everybody on the dance floor immediately. Mm-hmm. That's how I think in my head. It's 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 a, everyone's on the dance floor. It's done. Gold Digger. Kanye West and Jamie Foxx. Ooh, good. Then we get one for the old people. September. <laughs> Everyone loves that song, except me now. But September. We've been over this song. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We've been over. Then we go to the early 90s. So shouts to Gen X. And whatever generation came before that, baby got back. Oh man! And then wait, hold on. Good pick. There's probably kids at the party. Old Town Road, and everybody loves the biggest song in the history of music, Old Town Road. So yeah, Gold Digger, September, baby got back, Old Town Road for the kids. That's a solid. That's a very solid five. You really did. You hit the full spectrum for somebody that doesn't care what other people think and listen to <laughs> like you mentioned there you i think you took all that into consideration a really really good five there well literally i made this took me i'm telling you it was hard because the first list i made was just like for literally anybody who was friends with me that's it <laughs> right i was like this doesn't make any sense then it was literally if you graduated probably somewhere in between the years 2001 and 2008 you would have loved the playlist and nobody else mm-hmm. yeah and i was like you know i need to include some more people you're not coming away with the cash prize when you're being super <laughs> yeah. limited. Yeah. No, I was my my lists were very limited. Good revisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna win the money here. Um, <laughs> my, my list is gonna look a lot like probably what Dee Dee's lists look like. Um, my first song is uh, by a poet of our generation, Soldier Boy. Uh, crank that because I just feel like that's a generate that was not generational when it happened but it became that. Um, and that gets people on the dance floor. All classics do. Yeah. Uh, the second one I have is Nelly hot in here because once again, I mean, when that plays, it's like pretty much telling you that you have to be on the dance floor. So it just felt right. Um, I wanted to get a rock song on here somehow. So I went with, I mean, this is a personal favorite, but I also feel like it's kind of generational lit my own worst enemy. I feel like that gets Mm. people singing. I feel like that gets people out there. Um, So that was my third. (laughs) You know what? I feel better about my list as we're going through it. Chris, I think this is genius. Okay. Uh, (laughs) 
Shaggy, it wasn't me. Gets people on the date. People dance because it's like a joke song. People want to dance to that song. And then the last one, this is maybe the one that applies most to like any age of people because I feel like over time, this song has become almost like an anthem of sorts. Uh, Party in the USA, Miley. Put that Ooh. on there. Yeah. That's Good played one. like virtually everywhere. So Chris, your list sounds thoughts. like it came off of the now that's what I call music best of best. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we <laughs> covered a lot of those songs when we hit the now, yeah. which are kind of in that window there, which are all good ones. Hey, if they made it on now, then they have they have potential for this poll. Right, right. <laughs> I think I like your list more than I like my own. Because I was like, because that's it, man. No, you like my list more than yours because you like my list. <laughs> That's why it's not necessarily best for all ages. This was just like a DD, a DD is bored list. I think. Yeah. You'll enjoy that party more, but Chris isn't coming away with $10 billion. It's just no, that simple because it's fine. Cause if I would have put the, I don't know, electric slide on there and like, come on Eileen, then everything would have been better, but I didn't. And that's yeah. okay. Dude. I, I lit. I don't know why that didn't come to my mind. I didn't think about that, mm-hmm. but that song is, of course, that is just, good pick. A, yeah. Sneaky, sneaky good. Yeah, that's a really good one. Man, these lists were good. Yeah, yeah. People, people, let us know who had the best list for everybody, I guess. I was <laughs> going to say, you could tell us who had the best list for you, but uh, Chris might win all those votes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, tell us, tell us who won, who's coming away with the 10 billion dollar prize maybe we should have considered this when we did now the now bracket as well which now album had the most dance hits if you had to play one now album at a wedding and it's which one's going to get the most dance people on the dance floor we certainly don't have the time to go through that (laughs) again because this now cds (laughs) that was a lot of homework um oh my god (laughs) so much i can't believe we did that (laughs) I haven't worked so hard on something since I was in school. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, a lot of that time. was pretty ridiculous. We should have gotten a, a PhD time. for that project. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but this was fun. This is a great idea. Thank you again, Tyler. And uh, yeah, let us know. And let us know what your list would be, right? At Brunch Breakdown, give us your five. Give us your five if you want that $10 billion prize. Surprised no boy bands on either of mm, on either of your lists because I thought for sure there would be at least one. And when I was reading the list, I almost changed it last minute, but I was like, no, that's not fair. Not gonna do it. Uh, but I I want you back. Uh and sync is what I in my head, I was like, that was a song that I was like, I should have put that on there. I I thought about it too, and and honestly, I literally thought Chris's first song was gonna be a Backstreet Boys or NSYNC song. So I did I. I was like, well, I would have put money down that his first pick would have been one of those. <laughs> I, I mean, it was on my list and got, it got scratched out because I was between that and Miley. And I just thought like, I was thinking like Backstreet's back, like our generation listened to it. The younger generation kind of makes fun of it, but dances to it. And the older generation knows it because we were their kids. You know what I mean? Like it applies, mm-hmm. to, but then like, I felt like my party in the USA is just more relevant now so i went with that instead yeah good pick smart pick because party in the usa is i mean like it's damn near the national anthem like yeah it's just just being completely honest with you so all right well uh let's get into our next topic here uh rent.com put out a survey last week 
and um they put out the best cities for nightlife and there are some surprises in there that is for sure uh chris take it away (laughs) i mean what can you say the best cities for nightlife in america uh anybody listening you probably have your own opinions um Guys, I will run through the list here and then we can just um, we can just dig into this. OK, mm-hmm. uh, coming in at number 10, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And if you're listening and you want to see this, definitely check out the video because we have the whole list uh, displayed in front of you. So number 10, Minneapolis, Minnesota, number I don't where's number nine. Oh, it's a tie for number eight, Rochester, New York and San Francisco, California. We go to number seven, Portland, Oregon. Number six is Orlando, Florida. Number five is Miami, Florida. Number four is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Number two is St. Louis, Missouri, which is tied at number two with Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) One of these things is not like the other. And number one is Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, the, the reason that this became a topic in, uh, our group chat was, I mean, the three of us love Pittsburgh with all of our hearts. And we've, I mean, in terms of nightlife going out on the town, having, having a time, we've had a time or two, but when you put it right next to Las Vegas, Nevada in anything, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm offended because we also have have had a time or two or like five in Las Vegas. And these two things are not the same. I, I don't even understand. I really don't. I don't understand anything on, uh, uh, on this list for this list to be in the same conversation with Vegas and in the same conversation as Miami Orlando, Orlando. <laughs> yeah, nothing compared to Pittsburgh. Or suckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if New Orleans is nineteen, how is that a thing, right? <laughs> For I, okay, oh. I don't know. I'm talking too much. I just I can't with. I don't know. I tried so hard to rationalize this list in my head whenever you sent it to us, Chris, and I can't. No, but I don't, I can't either because they even have like a table. I put, I have the table up in front of you guys right now, the 50 best cities for nightlife. And like they, they put population, average rent for one bedroom, two bedroom, nightlife businesses per density, nightlife businesses per capita. And like the ranking of the cities, none of these categories are like actually filtered to be like top. So I don't even know, like these are the criteria, but I guess they combined those things to like average them out or something. I don't know. Yeah. I have the methodology here as well. They looked at the most 150 most populated cities in America, according to the census bureau. And then their team looked at the total number of nightlife related business establishments and that includes things like bars, cocktail lounges, comedy clubs, nightclubs, uh, and ranked each city evenly by the number of businesses per square mile of land area and the number of nightlife businesses per capita. 
And then the cities with the best overall rankings of the two were determined to be the best cities for nightlife. But so, yeah, it doesn't show like the cumulative ranking that they're going off of here. It shows the two, but obviously there's some sort of middle ground that they achieved this list from because like somehow you mentioned new orleans at 19 how in the bloody hell are both cincinnati and cleveland ahead of new orleans (laughs) we can talk about pittsburgh all day long but both of those are 11 and 12 on this list um so they don't necessarily say they take into account prices either right they Naturally, you're going to show the price for an average one-bedroom and an average two-bedroom because this is rent.com. Why else are they doing it? But it doesn't sound like that was taken into account. It's not like you can get your great bang for your buck in Pittsburgh. It's just like they got a shit ton of places if you want to go. Yeah. I I, I guess Jax really pushed it over the top for Pittsburgh. Well, if if you look at the Pittsburgh... Um, description where they show uh, the top 10 and then they kind of give you some of the reasons why I was looking for a reason why they were showing Pittsburgh. They mentioned the rivers casino is big is popular. They mentioned what they call the South side flats, which is a thing, but it's not where people go. They mentioned the strip <laughs> district, which closes at 10 30. And then at the bottom of that paragraph, gentlemen, the third paragraph, what is mentioned there? That's right. Our probably favorite place on the planet, the Tiki Lounge. And of course, the Tiki Lounge is why Pittsburgh holds the number two ranking. <laughs> I love that he says our. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like the three of us are dancing on top of speakers, not just Dan. Yeah, it's it's our right. favorite place. Yes. <laughs> Everybody loves the smell of uh, chlorine while sipping on a nice cocktail or or Bud Light for the price of uh, $3. Everybody loves that. That's exactly what the Tiki Lounge has to offer. I I don't know, guys. Like, there's not many things that'll get me to, to hate on the city that I love, but this is not right. This is not right. I, and like, yeah, this is just not right. I've been to so many of these places, and I would choose them over a night out in Pittsburgh. I, I just... You're saying it's just so big to say best cities for nightlife, because even in the Pittsburgh thing, it says like, oh, you'll have so much more money in your pocket. Then make it this then make it the list of the best cities that you'll have money to go out or something. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, don't make it the best cities for nightlife because we because we are well-traveled people. We have been to these cities and some of these are small. One of my best friends lives in Rochester, New York. Not once has she ever told me she's lived there for like five or six years now. Has she ever said anything to me about going out in Rochester, New York? (laughs) No, right. I just ripped my headphones out. I am. uh, I'm going to leave it at this, guys. I, I highlighted a word here. If you're watching, uh, it says you've seen the top 10 best cities for nightlife. Now discover other spots that are renowned for their late night adventures and activities. No, that's, this is, this is wholly false statements. And, uh, I don't know. I don't like it. Like convince me how Omaha, Nebraska is one of the top 23 nightlife destinations in this wonderful country of ours explain 
please explain rent.com <laughs> like i've been to buffalo new york no absolutely 100 no i like i i just i don't understand i don't get it like i've i've been to denver i love denver nightlife i love it there i have no idea how it's 18 on this list behind mm-hmm. cleveland and cincinnati i have no idea <laughs> Yeah, like, By the way, for, for our friends in the state of Ohio, Cincinnati's 11 and Cleveland is behind at 12. That also doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the part that makes the worst. That's the worst right? part of this, is that Cleveland is behind Cincinnati. Not like, only are they above all these other places, it's behind Cincinnati. Right. The amount of times I've gone to the Cleveland area to visit friends and we chose not to go to Cleveland that night should tell you that they do not belong in a top 50 list of nightlife. And the times that I have gone to the city of Cleveland to go out, do you understand how far I've had to walk to go from like one place to the next? Because there's nothing there. (laughs) It's just true. They're all drivable. Yeah. You have to drive around to get around Cleveland. That's for sure. But that's right. That's probably another factor for Pittsburgh, right? It's got second most uh, bars per what square mile that the Carson street does second most to bourbon street. Isn't that right? In New Orleans, it has the most in that one, like whatever that stretch is the amount of bars along that one road is the second most just behind bourbon street. But again, then you have new Orleans at number 19 on those lists. So it's a factor, but it's obviously not that big of a factor. Yeah. I tried to rationalize this list in that way too, but it still didn't make any sense. It just still doesn't make any sense. Like, I get what they're saying about Pittsburgh, but I'm just like, no. And I'm not saying this because I'm like, oh, yeah, where's L.A. on the list? No, no, no. L.A. is a terrible city for nightlife. Here's what L.A. is good for. L.A. is good for you going on, like, five different adventures in the same night. That, But you have to go there. Like, L.A. is so mm-hmm. huge where it's like you're not going to just one place in one area. It's like, no, you'll end up, you'll be at a concert in West Hollywood, and then you'll drive across the city to another place, and you'll drive into the city to another place, and you'll end up having this wild-ass night. But, like, it is not convenient for nightlife. You're taking, like, four Ubers, and you're going to have an adventure in L.A. But, like... I still am just like, I'm happy Portland's on the list. I like Portland being there. Like I've been to Portland and I liked, I love their nightlife. I just, uh, Vegas shouldn't be on this list because Vegas is a king of its own. I just don't understand why, what what we're doing here. Right. Well, they they had to keep it there because they couldn't put Pittsburgh as a tie for (laughs) Vegas. That's why. Um, To your point about LA, largest city on this list of top 50 is Chicago, comes in with the most population as the largest city. Uh, And they're at 33, but just to keep in mind, two slots behind that at 35, Akron, Ohio. And so again, I just, I don't know how seriously to take this list. Where's Kent, Ohio on the list? We're just going through all (laughs) the cities in Ohio. Come on, it's gotta be above Akron. They have Toledo in the top 50, which is like, like- how bad do you have to be to be in the, the they have the bottom 10 here as well. How, Moreno Valley, California, <laughs> number one worst. Elk Grove, California, the worst. Grand Prairie, Texas, a lot of Texas, a lot of Rancho Cucamonga, hey! our favorite. <laughs> number six worst. <laughs> um, Chesapeake, Virginia, Port St. Lucie, Florida. That's a great little town. I don't know about the nightlife, but apparently it's... One of the 10 
worst. So I can't even imagine how bad your nightlight has to be if you're on that bottom 10 list. Maybe this is the list we should be taking more seriously. <laughs> it's incredible. Dude, Grand Prairie. I almost lived in, like, I almost, I was like this close of taking a job there after college. Oh, wow. I was like very close to doing that. I'm happy I didn't after seeing that list. Wow. But yeah. 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 For real. Man, that close. My God, that was something. Let's Great. get into brunch court. Much happier conversation. Dan, uh, we hope anyways. Dan, yeah. <laughs> what do we got for brunch court? Yeah, we had a couple items left over from last week. So we're going to keep the two in the beverage category together. Chris, let's pull up the new Pepsi uh, up here first. Now, uh, before I t- go into detail here, uh, this is not something that's being sold in stores. It's one of those limited edition releases where you can, you know, register online or you can sign up or there's a competition, a contest, whatever. So it'll start that way. But if it goes well, they'll sell it in stores. This is Pepsi teaming up with their good friends at Cracker Jack. That's right. Cracker Jack, the classic ballpark combo, Pepsi in a Cracker Jack. And... Yes, they're not just putting their logos on the cans together. This is pop with popcorn, peanut, and caramel flavors to taste like Cracker Jacks. Um, So again, only 2,000 cans uh, available. Um, Interested to see what you guys are going to think about this because those are all kind of sweet flavors, right? You get a little bit of salty if you're going to add popcorn, but peanut and caramel. Caramel, I feel like, is a close enough cousin of the syrup that's involved in Pepsi and Coke. So it's not that far off, but Cracker Jack flavored Pepsi thoughts. Speaking volumes, just by <laughs> just by the silence, it's volumes. <laughs> Just no, no, I, but I'm also somebody who doesn't like Cracker Jack. So I'm already out when you see Cracker Jack, not something. Mm-hmm. No, no. I, um, I, I, I don't want this, but I don't h- hate the concept because this kind of reminds me of like, like vanilla Coke. Like I, that wasn't for me, but a lot of people liked it because it was like adding a sweet flavor to a sweet flavor. And I feel like this probably for people who like sweet would, this, this would probably work. It's not, it's not for me, but I, I think it, it probably works. Uh, For me, I completely agree with one of you and I'm siding with chris on this i it's not for me either um i would certainly take a sip try a sip not buy it if they decide to sell it but i think there will be people that will like this i think these flavors make enough sense the sweet like i said the caramel is close enough to what i think the natural ingredients are peanut anytime you add peanut peanut butter whatever it is to anything hello jelly debate um (laughs) Wonderful, delicious, and popcorn. You can maybe get a little bit of salty with this sweet. Sweet and salty work well together. So, I think this has potential to work, but it's just not necessarily something that I need. 
Yeah, I think what Dan said about complimentary flavors is important here because like we've done macaroni and cheese ice cream before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And like, so yeah, I think I think these could be complimentary of each other. See, you guys swayed me now because, and I'm surprised they're not releasing this like wide, uh, if just for like a short amount of time, uh, like during the baseball playoffs or whatever, because my dad would buy cases of this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's an age, there's a generation there that, that like, this was their shit. Like they love Cracker Jack. Like, you know, probably the reason we know Cracker Jack is because of our parents or someone older in our life, because they love that shit. And I feel like if they release this wide for like the month of October or whatever, I feel like it would it would be crazy. So like you guys swayed me. I should not, you know, not thinking single minded. Got to think more open. And yeah, like this would this would sell like crazy. Okay, the defense rests. Uh, yeah, we looks like we've got three three that approve. Yeah, that on brunch court. Okay, okay, a rarity, <laughs> but we'll take it. This one, I don't know if it'll be quite go that way. We've got another beverage selection. <laughs> um, the Bud Light Ugly Sweater Seltzer Pack. Now, they've done this. Uh, they did this last year. So this is uh, some new flavors. And we we broke down, I think, what, the summer pack, whatever it was that they released around Memorial Day. So we want to do the winter ugly sweater pack. And actually, the cans all look like ugly sweaters. Um but gentlemen, there's only one returning flavor from last year's ugly sweater pack, and that's cranberry. Makes sense. Natural, right? Three new flavors added to the ugly sweater seltzer pack. Sugar plum, seltzer nog, and cherry cordial. So sugar plum, seltzer nog, and cherry cordial, all, yes, winter-related flavors to go along with the Bud Light Seltzer ugly sweater pack. I'm dying to know what you guys think. I think you guys maybe enjoy seltzers a little bit more than I do. So it's hard for me to give a strong opinion here, but dying to know what you guys think about these, these four in this variety pack. I Again, I, volumes. <laughs> I don't, I don't like seltzers uh, at all. So I, have only had a few of them. I didn't like any of them and I stopped trying seltzers altogether. So I'm probably the wrong person to rate these. Uh, Didi is probably better uh, of the three of us to do so. I just like sugar plum seltz and seltzer not like, I don't understand how, how that is a seltzer drink. Like I can't wrap my mind around, around that cranberry. Sure. I can, I can, picture what that tastes like cherry cord i'm sure cherry cordial is just like cherry i can picture that sugar plum and seltzer nog especially seltzer not like nog i can't i can't wrap my head around that flavor as a seltzer um so i i for that reason it's not because i don't like it it's just because i i don't think it would work so for that reason i say i i'm against this Listen, I do love seltzers, but like these two in here, sugar plum and seltzer nog, like seltzer nog. Like I think, I think eggnog is disgusting. So like <laughs> the thought of that turning somehow turning that flavor into a seltzer. 
It's it's the most I can't even think about it. (laughs) Like it would take so long for me to sip that. Like, you know, when you're just like, you know, something's gross and you're just like. And you got like cough medicine. I don't know. It it would take me so long to even take a sip of that. It's no like cherry cordial. Cool. I love cherry cordial ice cream. Cranberry. Yeah. No, I don't. This is. Yeah. Half this pack gets a big no from me. So nobody should buy this whole pack. <laughs> yeah, seltzer nog is clearly the most confusing. Like eggnog is literally the thickest thing that you can call a liquid to drink. Like that's the that's the bottom of the that's the top of the list, Ugh. right? That's the Las Vegas. Anything past that, <laughs> it's not it's not a liquid. It's a sauce. <laughs> okay it's gravy it's not like that's as thick as it gets so then to go to the complete other end of the spectrum and have it like as a water <laughs> a seltzer to water <laughs> really really makes no sense and i like eggnog and i don't think i'd come anywhere near seltzer nog uh, at all at all yes like you guys are saying cranberry works cherry cordial i could and it couldn't it depends on how much like chocolate is in there right because it's like a chocolate covered cherry so i guess that could work too it might actually be the tasty the sneaky sneaky tastiest out of all of these depending on that and sugar plum like that's not real and whatever and it's either gonna be too sweet or too plum so guilty guilty bud light you, you stretched it too far you, you if you can see in the photo here behind this pack that's being showed they still have the flannel pack which we did for fall that has the pumpkin spice, right? The pear, the apple crisp. And we think that that was, that that was better than this. This is just taking it too far. Guilty. Yeah. I just think like what, what they're doing with seltzers now is like what, what they have been doing with beer. And there's a big difference between like the purpose of beer and the purpose of seltzers. Like I, mm-hmm. I, and well, you correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I don't drink a lot of seltzers, but I, when I think seltzer, I think like light and refreshing. And so then when you try and pair light and refreshing with eggnog, I just don't get it. And like, if some, if some brewery did some type of like eggnog beer, Christmas stout deal, like that maybe would work. Cause it's net by nature thicker. And I, so I don't know. I think we're getting, it's just too much with the seltzers. It's just too much. Yeah. It's, they're just so insanely popular because they're not beer. Yeah. And that's why to your point, it's like, I don't get why you would, if you drink seltzers, you're probably not a fan of eggnog. (laughs) Just right. Right. Just a thought. Like you're trying to avoid drinking eggnog or something. If you're drinking lots of seltzers, like I hate eggnog. The reason seltzers exist and they're so popular is because they're like less calories, whatever. And it's not like drinking a beer, you know what I mean? And so those flavors don't make sense for why seltzers are popular, but agreed. We'll see. (laughs) Wild. Well, another brunch court. Beautiful. Beautiful, Dan. Can't wait till next week. Halloween stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We got to watch yeah. Halloween Town. Um, we got to get on, that. on the list. Yeah, we got to oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. We got to review that for the big Halloween episode next week. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into what we're listening to. What we're listening to uh, this week. Chris, get us started. What are you listening to, man? 
Cool. So I'm still listening to uh, band Midfield that I introduced last week. I want to put another song on the playlist from them this week. The song is called Nothing Changes. And the reason I like the song, I mean, beyond the fact that it's catch, catchy, great musicianship, the, the chorus says, nothing changes if nothing changes. And like, that is so simple, but like powerful at the same time as like, you could apply that to almost anything, like whatever you want to do, nothing's going to change unless you change something. So I love that. And I wanted to put it on the playlist this week. I like that. That's got big R and B song energy there. Yeah. (laughs) Big breakup song there. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the big release this week. Adele easy on me. And it's a fucking beautiful song. Adele is just every five years she shows up and it's just like, punches us in the face yeah. with these sweet, sweet melodies and then goes away. And uh, yeah. And one thing I thought about with this song is that I'm, o- I think I'm ready to go see Adele in concert. Right. I was, w- I was doing this on purpose. I was like, you know what? I want to wait till Adele has like a few albums on her belt. And then it's like, okay, then I'll go see Adele. Cause she's just going to stand there and sing. Right. Mm-hmm. You listen to this song and there's that easy on me. That shit. <sighs> You go to the show and there's going to be thousands of people around you singing that. And now I'm rethinking going to see Adele live because I don't want to hear you sing. Like, Dan, Chris, I don't want to hear you next to me, behind me, singing Adele's. I want everyone to be silent. I want to, I'm paying Adele to sing. I do yeah. not want to see you, 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 you singing these high notes that are so beautiful in the song. But you go to a show, you're supposed to sing the song with her. I don't want people. There should be rules at an Adele concert, the same way there are at comedy shows where they try to take your cell phone away and you can't record. That's what it should be. Take your voice box away or something. <laughs> you should be able to dig into your throat, take it away so you can't sing for that show and then give it back to you at the end. Boy, aren't you going to be pissed when Adele headlines Coachella next year? We gotta, <laughs> there's 125,000 people singing along. <laughs> um, thought about that possibility. That's yeah, it's a very possible. strong possibility. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I'll go. I'll go quick here. Uh, Coin, a, a band that I've put on the playlist. It's been quite some time. They haven't released some new music in a while. They're actually getting. They just kicked off their tour and so they released some new music they released a single called chapstick it's kind of a groovy upbeat uh song from the alt pop trio out of nashville that i'm i'm really digging uh stuff from coin so chapstick check it out nice uh new band i want to recommend they are called brooklane uh they have a new album out called roll with the punches uh these guys are from fargo north dakota which i'm like developing a theme probably here. on the top probably on the top 50 of nightclubs night nightlife is probably on there. <laughs> i'm developing a theme here i keep finding pop punk bands from places you would not think you would find a pop punk band but fargo north dakota um not enough people are listening to these guys but their song growing older it's uh, this album is brand new i would highly recommend you check it out um they say they're influenced by like uh wstr state champs neck deep bands like that. And you can hear it in the music that they play. Super upbeat, super catchy. I really, really, really enjoy it. And uh, yeah. Can you give them a little bit of love? Cause like their Spotify listenership is so low. So let's go. Everybody listen to Brooklyn this week. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, Mac Miller, uh, his 
Faces mixtape is now on streaming services. So everyone can listen to this everywhere. It was a mixtape that he put out in 2014. And for me, it is my favorite Mac Miller project because it was just like, this was when I was like, oh my God, like he's actually going to be, he's going to be huge. This is a big deal because it's just so good and it was so different. And it's cool to be able to just have it on my phone and just listen to it whenever I want. So um, I'm going to put a couple songs on there. Here we go is definitely one. Weddings, definitely one. But um, yeah, the Faces mixtape. If you haven't listened to it before or if you haven't listened to it in a long time, which is the case for a lot of people, um, definitely listen to it. It's just, it's super good. And it also eerily gives you, a, you know, a, a, his mindset at that time, which kind of makes you think like, damn, like he was kind of telling us some stuff. So check it out. Mac Miller Faces mixtape. Yeah, for sure. That's a great pick. I actually had that on there as well. It's just a great reason to kind of rediscover that and celebrate that from 2014, which is absolutely nuts. Uh, but I had a backup just to be, just to be safe, just in case. <laughs> um, my girl, Remy Wolf, she's at it again. She's at it again. I keep putting her on a playlist. And guess what? I don't care because the songs are great. Um, the newest song is called Street You Live On. Probably something a lot of people can relate to that she we all talk about an street. ex and she can't go to this, you know, <laughs> everybody lives on a street, <laughs> but she, you know, got to try to avoid the street that her ex lived on. Um, I just dig this sound. It's so unique that, that she does with, with all of her music here, really. So Remy Wolf at it again, street you live on. Man, I got a street right outside of my house. That is yeah, you're living relatable. <laughs> relatable music um last one i have is a band called friend circle i put them on the playlist before uh their song loose cannon is one of my favorites they are kind of like a party punk rock type of band is kind of how i would describe them they put out a new song called complications i want to put that on the playlist they have another new song coming out this friday too so if you listen to it and you like this song check them out because they're gonna have more new music coming out so friend circle nice uh i'm gonna do something different this week guys i'm gonna put song of hate on the playlist Oh, uh, Ty Bird is a okay. This song has been out for a really long time. Yeah. And good Lord, do I hate it. But you know who loves it? My daughter loves that song. And that's right in a three-year-old's wheelhouse. They can say, okay. They can say it over and over again. And I hate that song so much. She loves it. Putting it on the playlist. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. He's got another song that's really big too. Or not as big, but really, it's. But you probably might like it better. What's the other it. song? Um, because there's um, another song by someone that I don't know who it is, but I hear it on Serious Hits One all the time, and yeah. I hate it so much. And it sounds like him, but I don't know if it's him. No, well, no, it's not on Hits One. Uh, Solamente, check out Solamente. Okay, all right. By Ty Verdes. Yeah, and I had him on the playlist last week. Uh on a collaborative song, but check out Solo Mate. It's completely different. I think you'll like that one better. Uh, last for me, Artist of the Year nominee, Justin Bieber, freaking doing it again, right? We said it was about time for him to, re- you know, he might need to release another song or two to compete with Travis Barker, uh, but we have the, uh, <laughs> the fancy version of Justice, his album released with some newer tracks on it, remixes, things like that. And of course, you see a song on there, Haley, named after his lovely wife, of course. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be slow, love song, whatever. This thing's a jam. <laughs> it's upbeat. Uh, we need more love songs like this. I, I, I can dance to this song. I thought it was going to be a, you know, a, a slow jam for it. But no, this, 
this thing moves. It's a nice little uh, upbeat song there. So Justin Bieber, Haley, love it. Love it. Well, that is what we are listening to this week. Make sure you check out this playlist on Spotify. There'll be a lot of great stuff on there. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, any final thoughts for the brunch breakdown as we head into Halloween week and our Halloween episode where we're going to watch Halloween Town and talk about it? (laughs) (laughs) This is so excited. (laughs) That's not the movie I thought we were going to land on for Halloween, but. I'm sorry. I've seen all the, of them. That's the problem. We can discuss a movie I've seen. If The if people like, have but... spoken. The people told us. This yeah. is it. This was you, the brunchers, the brunch listeners. Can we rename the segment uh, Movies Dan has seen, but we haven't? <laughs> <laughs> That's a much longer list for Halloween. It is. It is. But Halloween Town, going to be exciting. A lot of good stuff for next week. Has Katie seen Halloween Town? No, she hasn't even heard of it. Well, buckle up, Katie. It's going to be a fun <laughs> week for you. Because <laughs> there's no way I'm watching. There's no way you're going to be able to watch that in one sitting. And I know I'm not going to watch this in one sitting. So I'm going to start tonight and try to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> good luck to you, strategy. Well, that's the brunch breakdown. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>